2: Welcome to the Real Science Cast, the podcast where three highly qualified professionals pick a movie and then pick apart the science. My name's Kenan Smith. My name is Sean Crossan. I'm Michael Pace. What the fuck, Pace? You gotta get inside the bit with us, or else. Yeah, we're gonna okay, okay. I've, I've it took me a while to get here, but I'm here for oh, you. There oh, he that is. That was like
1: a fucking melting yeah. transition.
2: I'm sorry, I, I meant to say, that was a, a beautiful transition pace. Thank Absolutely. you, thank you. I wasn't
0: quite sure if I was ready, but.
2: It was like you're a young teen, but you had just acquired the form of an old lady, like an animorph, and then you slowly turned into someone's are you, grandma. Are you trying to say my old lady balls dropped? Yeah, uh, that's exactly how I all don't of that think. Works. I don't think that's I what he was so. trying I to say. I thought that's what you were trying to say. <laughs> This is unlistenable. (laughs) This is a good bit, and I think we should do it for the whole. They're very (laughs) saggy. They're very saggy. I don't want to talk about your testicles. I do want to talk about the movie we watched this week, Sean. What did would you we like watch tell- this week? <laughs> yes, please, Sean. Tell the tell the oh people. Oh my God, you're really not you're not making me do this, are you? We're really doing this. <laughs> we'll we? do it for like three more three more seconds, and then we can stop. It's okay, fine. Okay, all right. So we watched the the Matrix, but it doesn't matter because Kenan Kenan's gonna cut this whole bit from the episode. I absolutely am. not. We did watch the Matrix
3: this week. Uh, oh, that's thank exactly oh my God! Oh my God! Yeah, I'll free you from this uh, oh, geez. Pace. You no
1: longer have to do the voice either. It was yeah. like the Zool of fucking Mike Myers from Saturday Night Live <laughs> just possessed me. <laughs> you okay? Where was our yeah, original just... inspiration for that? I forgot. You just started talking like that, like a crazy person. That's true. It well, just, it's because it I, It's happened. because
0: whenever I worked at a liquor store for a long time in college, there was this one customer that I had who talked in that exact manner, and she always came in and bought the same cigarettes that we only had in the store for her. <laughs> um, so she's really just imprinted upon my memories. Um, Can you say the name of the cigarettes in her voice, real quick? Tarrington One Hundreds, please, dear. <laughs> That's beautiful. Every day, wow, every, beautiful. every day that I worked, man, she must have come in every day, smoked a pack a day. I'm surprised she's still alive. But yeah, well, uh, more hey, power pace? to her.
1: You don't know that. <laughs> just yeah, she could
0: be dead. I mean, this—the last <laughs> time I saw her it was like six years ago. So I mean, who knows? I'm sure
3: but. she's still trucking just fine. I'm sure, 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 sure she is. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you'd think one would think if you smoked a pack a day, maybe just buy more than one pack when you're in there. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, but I think
0: I think that whenever you get that old, you like to have kind of your daily rituals, and you, it's probably a way for her to go out and see people and talk to the lovely cashiers at the at the big red liquors in Bloomington, Indiana. What if? Um, yeah, what if when you get that old? You're talking to Sean. What if she, hey, <laughs> I
1: like routines. I don't, whatever. What? I do too,
0: Sean, but I'm still cost, I'm still like fiscally responsible.
1: What if, wait, me too. What the fuck? What if, mm-hmm. Pace, she didn't even actually smoke. She was just doing this to, to chat with you.
0: Oh no, with a voice like hers, she
3: definitely smoked. It'd be really oh, funny God. if she walked in and she was like, all right, honey, let me get my Tarantino 100s. And she goes back outside and she's like, ugh, ugh. Oh. Oh Good, God! Goodness yeah, me! Throw this garbage out! <laughs> goodness me! I absolutely Ooh.
1: deplore doing such a voice. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We should. You know talk what? About the movie. We should yeah. because I think people. I think if this is someone's first episode, they they'll have turned it off by now. <laughs> <'cause> they'll <laughs> be like, "What's going on? What's happening?"
3: Yeah, so sure. in in the in this podcast, if you're still with us, the three of you who are still listening. We watch uh, we watch movies every two weeks, and we talk about the science in those movies. And this week, we watch The Matrix.
0: Uh, I actually just finished watching the matrix me too i finished it 10 minutes before Kenan did that's funny i finished it 20 years ago when it came out okay well that's cute i would say that
3: the wachowskis finished it before you did
0: that's probably true so yeah yeah Uh, and then so did rage against the machine apparently god what Uh, an uh, ending
1: what what a great ending Mm -hmm. so anyways we need to talk about this movie but guys pace do your thing tell everybody all the disclaimers so i i have two from the start Um, We may speak like old uh, New York grandmothers (laughs) randomly. I don't, I mean, that's a disclaimer. Grandmothers. Uh, Yeah, we might talk about Pace working at a liquor store in Indiana. And uh, other than that, Pace, you can cover our normal disclaimers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure.
0: We are three PhD-level scientists who have a lot of experience in science, uh, and that's why we're breaking down the science in these movies for you. Uh, it could get a little bit detailed at, at times, but that's why you love us, because we're just so, so intelligent. Um, that's true. And uh, we're also going to curse a little bit, uh, as you might have already been able to tell, so uh, hide your kids, and hide your wives, and your husbands, and whoever you protect from that sort of thing, and our um, our dastardly content, and just mm-hmm. enjoy the show. Fuck.
2: <laughs> oh! No. I'll, I'll piss! Oh! 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 Nuts and crackers! Oh my God!
1: Okay, this is good I'm content. sorry. I'm sorry. I set us back down this this path. Yeah, you no, really it okay. did Sean.
3: I'll take I'll take us into the next section. So uh,
1: the do first it, thing man. we're gonna do before we get
3: started, uh, we're all all not all three of us. Some of us are gonna roll a D twenty and see who has to do the uh,
1: do the plot. I think pasted the plot last time.
3: I feel like Pace did do
1: the pot last yeah, time. He you guys did. ready to he roll? Did, he did Well, he did repo him, in, but that's like the lost episode.
3: Oh, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's lost the time. <laughs> lost so, the Pace, time. it's up to you. Do you want to roll for this one?
1: I'll roll. That's fine. Okay. Why don't we all roll? We should yeah, all no, roll.
0: Yeah, no, I'm definitely, definitely rolling, rolling for, sure. for sure. Yeah, let's all, all
3: right. roll. All right. Oh, boy. I've got a pretty good contender here. I, I got a 15. I got an 8. I got a 6. So, so it looks like, that means I have to do it? Shawnee boy. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Man, I feel good. I haven't had to do the plot in a long time. This is—I like this die. This is my good die.
1: Yeah, I feel like you're sadly missing the plot, Ken. Oh shit! I've lost the plot. (laughs) You've—damn it! We've all lost the plot. Okay, I'm just stall. I'm just stalling now.
0: Can you find it or?
3: No pace. Don't you can't keep. Sean, go ahead.
1: I honestly never thought I would have to describe the plot of the movie, The Matrix. <laughs> like, like, I just, okay, all right, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into explain it. Okay. it.
3: Explain it like you would to my old Jewish grandmother from New York. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, yes. Oh, yeah, thank you for the Worthers. Oh, they're made in a factory with caramel? Cool. Okay, thanks. So do you, <laughs> you want to hear about the movie? Oh, yeah. yes, please. Oh, oh, you have a, okay. All right, so, you know what computers are, right? Oh, you don't. Fuck. <laughs> okay, um... Okay, so, that's gonna be... Ew, that's gonna be kind of tough. This whole movie is kind of computer-centric. Okay, well, you know what a floppy disk is, right? No? Okay, well, how about this? Just roll with me, and then you can stop me if you have questions, okay? Sure, sure. Okay, so... Uh... The Matrix, I'm just going to define this from the beginning. It's not necessarily chronological, but the Matrix is a computer program that is used to imprison humans' minds in so that machines can harvest the energy produced by human bodies. That is the premise of this movie. And you sort of find this out uh, through the main character, Neo, who is played by Keanu Reeves, um, he is a person who, just like everybody else, is trapped in the Matrix and is unaware of his existence in this virtual prison. And he is set free by a group of renegades led by Morpheus, who is played by Laurence Fishburney. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and who played Trinity? <laughs> who's the actress that plays Trinity? I forget, always forget her name. She's like uh, another main character. I don't know. We do this every time. I always ask you guys, like, you're going to know, but I know that if I don't know it, then... I mean, the answer is Carrie Ann Moss, but... Carrie Ann Moss. I fucking yeah. knew that. Okay. A group of renegades led by Lairance Fishburne <laughs> and Carrie Ann Moss, who plays the character Trinity, essentially free Neo or Keanu Reeves from the Matrix and let him loose in the real world. And they do this because they believe that he is, quote... The One, meaning that he is going to be able to help lead the rebellion against the machines and free people from the Matrix. So they free him from the Matrix, right? And so this is obviously a very confusing time for him because essentially his entire life up till the point where the movie's taking place has been a false reality that he's been living in. So now that he's in the real reality, the group of renegades can essentially go back into the Matrix whenever they want because they have a series of neural implants that are put there by the machines um, because they need to be hooked up to the Matrix. So they can sort of use this to go into the Matrix and do certain things like try and fight the agents or free people from the Matrix and stuff like that. It's how they jack into the
3: mainframe.
1: Yeah, they jack into the mainframe. Mm -hmm. Um, And essentially... They go through a whole series that's sort of like a prophecy. It's this movie has some like kind of religious undertones, almost. Yeah. It's a little weird, and like the reason the first movie is so good is because it's not that important. But yeah, the they second, don't
3: explain. They don't over-explain anything. Yeah,
1: the second and third take a steep dive south. So, yep. <laughs> um, but essentially, like, I'm gonna sort of broad strokes the plot of the movie because a lot of it's just action. But they're able to. Learn techniques like flying a helicopter or being proficient in weapons or martial Kung arts fu? in Kung about fu. five seconds. Because when they're in the Matrix, they can load a program into their brain that lets them know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> and so, so anyways, the series is is basically morpheus Lawrence fishburne going into the matrix showing neo what it's about and there's some treachery where one of the members of the team cypher realizes that he regrets being released from the matrix so he makes a deal with the agents who are the antagonists and sort of police officers of the matrix that he will be plugged back in and his memory wiped if he can deliver morpheus to them because morpheus has the access codes to the last human city that is in the real world. So essentially, there's a bunch of fighting, a bunch of agent chasing, a lot of cool slow motion gunfire and bullet dodging. But at the end of the movie, I'm going to really skip ahead because a lot of it's just a That's big fine, action dude. scene. Go yeah. um, for it. At the end of the movie, Neo starts to realize that his understanding of the the false reality of the Matrix is sort of taking a almost a supernatural level where because he knows that the program around him is in fact a program and not reality, he's able to surpass the abilities of any of his compatriots and the agents. So he can stop bullets in midair. He can fly. He's essentially invincible because he knows that he's able to overcome in his mind that he is in a, in a false reality. Um, And that's basically how the movie ends. There's a great scene where he's like on a payphone and Rage Against the Machine starts playing and he Mm -hmm. just flies off into the sky. And that's how the movie ends. (laughs) Uh, But it's sort of like setting it up like, okay, like he's realized his powers. He's defeated an agent. And now he's going to go set more people free. And then the movie ends.
3: Yeah, it
1: was very much like I remember
3: seeing this movie and the ending happened. And I was like, oh, he's God now. And then they made yeah. a second one and I was like,
1: but he's why, God.
3: Why <laughs> did they make like why the, the movie is over? Like the, the, the story ended where it made sense. Why is there a second and second movie now?
1: Right. I mean, and then they made a third one and you were like, wait, the second
3: one was so yeah. bad. <laughs> why mm-hmm. is there a third one? Do you think they would learn, you know, from things like the second Matrix, the second X-Men movie? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. The hey, sem- X-Men first
0: class was all right. It was OK. It was certainly all right. Yeah. But anyway, despite the quick nature in which Sean was able to give that plot synopsis, I think that this movie evokes a lot of different scientific implications and questions that we can address because we are very, very good scientists with Doctors of Philosophy.
1: Yes, we are extremely good scientists. And we so also, we also have a lot of questions from listeners this time, but we, we might go through some of them as we're describing some of the science we pulled out because a lot of us and the listeners were apparently thinking of the same things when they saw this movie.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I would say that we're probably not going to be able to get to all of the questions here. But because we have upwards of 15, uh, we have a lot that we can dump into uh, when we do another mailbag episode and then answer like some of the more broad questions uh, and spend more time on them and stuff like that when we're not doing a an actual movie episode. So,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, sweet. Looking yeet. forward to it. Very york. <laughs> Big yeet. so so how do you guys want to progress do you want to just like start going over some of the major concepts Mm, Yeah, I think so
3: I would say so too Yeah, you you brought up a couple major concepts before we started recording and I thought they were pretty good so let's hit them
1: okay cool and I know Pace wanted to talk about this too this is sort of like the main question that everybody thinks about in this movie is the concept of a matrix possible right can you actually be in a complete artificial virtual reality and have no idea about it right I, I have, I have. Go ahead, Sean. No, I was going to throw it off to you, so you just go ahead. I, I have some <laughs> thoughts on this.
0: I have some thoughts. Um, I want to hear those so, thoughts.
1: Okay, I'm now, here. I'm all ears. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I the way that I started thinking about this was I thought about, you know, what is the equivalent of how we would, you know, uh, achieve this sort of construct of the Matrix today, in our world using our own technology. Um, and and Sean, I know you want to talk about virtual reality, and we'll go into, I think more of that later on in the show as well but the first thing i thought of was of course virtual reality technology but this is obviously limited by only what we can see and not what we can touch and feel which is how the human beings in the matrix are able to uh, how they experience reality right they have uh neural implants and such but given the rate at which video games have progressed we had like pong and galaga like 30 years ago <laughs> right and now we have like virtual reality that does a pretty good job of simulating experience around you. If yeah. if this naturally progresses, I think that it's not that crazy to say that there will be types of technology that can create a simulated experience not altogether different from consciousness itself. Right? I think that's not a crazy thing to to posit.
1: I th- would agree with the concept. So I think that it honestly isn't as complete like science fiction far-fetched as it may seem at first glance Mm -hmm. because if you are able to interface with all of the human sensory systems essentially like ways that we gather information from our outside world and sync those all up to be some virtual reality i think that you could come pretty close i think that they do stretch it in a little a little bit in some places though
3: well and you've actually touched on what was the original plot of the film um, we'll get into it a little bit, um, about how like the shtick for using humans, uh, as batteries, which again, we'll talk about in a second and then use making the matrix in order to contain them and keep them happy and satiated or whatever. Um, like that's, that's the movie as we know it, but originally it's my understanding. Originally the, the premise of the movie was that human beings are all linked together and then their brains used for processing power like it was literally just like a human computer. Mm. Right, exactly. The brains are efficient computers, machines strung
1: them all together and they use it for processing information. And that's literally it. Interesting. Yeah. Similar thing. I get it for the c- concept of the movie what the machines are doing with the humans is not super relevant, I guess, but
0: No. Um but but like I mean kind of playing off of what uh, go, going just, like back to the idea of just the kind of general plausibility of the idea of the Matrix. I mean, if mm-hmm. we if we take the the like the premise that like there's nothing supernatural that that leads to consciousness itself, and it's merely like a, just a like a a product of a very complex the architecture of the human brain, then I think that we should be able to eventually. I, who knows how soon? But eventually, we should be able to reproduce it uh because we're like working on like mapping the human brain and 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 replicating it uh and down to the very last synapse synapse of the last neuron and so i i think if if we can achieve that level of understanding of consciousness we should be able to replicate it and therefore the question is to what degree can you insert another human being into that different state of of consciousness right uh and, and and how complete can you achieve how completely can you achieve that
1: I honestly think that you would essentially need to completely artificially connect, like, every neuron in the person's brain with whatever you're using to stimulate them. Because, like, even if you were able to make an audio implant, a visual implant, like, when you're going with, like, feeling receptors, like, touch receptors, they're also internal like neurons in your body for like digestion and things that are going to feed back to your brain and you're going to have to also simulate that in conjunction with what you're experiencing in the virtual reality or it's not going to make any sense and you also have to do that like and feed the human body in the real world too so it's kind of i think that's really tricky because like They show in The Matrix, the people hooked up to these pods are being fed, like, nutrient slurry through, like, a feeding tube. But, like, in The Matrix, they are eating food and they're, like, feeling some sort of connection, right? Like, they eat the food, they feel like, oh, this was good and I'm full and stuff like that. And a lot of those feelings, while they can be regulated by your brain... It's not like your brain is in complete isolation from the rest of your body. Like there are feedback mechanisms that tell you when you feel full based on your stomach. And you can, if you could directly stimulate the brain that was receiving that signal, you could modulate that. But that would require your entire brain to be linked up to some sort of like neural input. Right.
3: Yeah, the brain 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 itself would be part of that neural input. It would not be that you're interfacing with the human brain.
1: Yeah, like you would have to be essentially like eliminating all of the feedback from the rest of the body and also simulating it artificially at the same time.
3: So it almost sounds like uh, the most efficient way to do this would be to either have used the brains for their computing power and used just the brain uh, or to like and not have to rely on uh, human bodies as a source of energy at all. Because otherwise, you're you're effectively removing everything that makes the like you would have to interface with the literally the entire human body, making it no longer a human. Is kind of what you're getting at.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, it'd basically be like if you built a robot and had it powered by a human brain, basically. Yeah, yeah, like that's essentially what we're talking about. Like that would be. It's like the opposite. Instead of putting a human brain in a virtual reality, you're making an artificial person that's powered by a human brain. So it's like. You know, it's kind of the opposite, but similar. Mm-hmm. But so, Sean,
0: I, I think I definitely see where you're coming from. And I think there would be a benefit to having the technology to kind of like uh, kind of to take every individual, you know, neural connection to account inside the human body. But I don't think it would be necessary to simulate a new um, a, a, to or to simulate consciousness. And the reason I say this is because your brain is very, very good. At filling in the gaps, so to speak, whenever there is a lack of input, lack of external input, and you know, for example, um, you know, there's there's a lot of um, a simplest version of this would be like like a, a visual illusion or where like your
1: phantom limb or something
0: exactly where yeah. your 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 brain is only you only have like partial information, but your brain your brain fills in the gaps based upon past experiences, um, and and it's it's kind of how people see. F- faces in clouds or like, you know, rocks look like a, you know, something they're familiar with because they are taking something bare bone and they're supplementing the extra details. The brain does as it likes to see familiar things. And therefore, I think if you could just harness the most critical aspects of, you know, recreating consciousness um I don't think you'd have to necessarily hijack every every neuronal connection. I understand. I, I think the, the, t- the things you talked about with like digestion.
1: Yeah, no, I see what you're of, saying. Like,
0: Yeah, I I, I think that it's, it would be a possible. I mean, it, it, that would be more complete experience, but, the one but you're But you think
1: that but. it would be a convincing enough experience without that.
0: I think it would, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and yeah. I think it might vary from individual to individual and how susceptible they are to it. But I think you could do it.
1: I was more concerned with things like so, like, talking about, like, phantom limb, where essentially if you, if an amputee, they, they have feeling that their arm is still there in physical space, but it's not, even though it's been amputated, right? Because their right. brain yes. is filling in signal that used to be coming from the arm. It's just mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. filling in that signal. But yep. it's kind of like having phantom limb, but also having an arm still. Like, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, you really have to block external signals from your body because, like, or train your brain to not pay attention to them, which, which is definitely possible. Like For your sure. brain is pretty plastic.
3: You're also describing a scenario in which a person had a limb previously, and that person's brain is used to receiving signals from those areas. Right. So, uh, and, in and in, in these scenarios, and they talk about it in the movie as well, these humans are manufactured artificially, so they have never, ever, ever experienced anything like the actuality of what, Uh, you guys are describing from a day-to-day like these people don't actually know what it is like to eat a cheeseburger or anything like that so all they're all they're receiving is input so realistically speaking to pace's point um and they make this point in the movie too uh the experiences that everyone inside the matrix is getting may just be filled in gaps and the types of input that all of these people are getting are just close enough to the point where humans understand that like Oh, you eat a cheeseburger and maybe maybe it only hits like one or two signals in your body that it's supposed to. That's just understood. That's like your body understands that as the signal for eating a cheeseburger.
1: Yeah, that is a good point because like if you were completely born into this alternate reality, you don't necessarily have a grounds for comparison. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah, that does make sense. So, I mean, to summarize, I do think it is actually possible to create a virtual reality like this in the sure. future. I mean cuz also I think if you were able to just do like visual and auditory and your like vestibular system you could really do a lot like you could make a pretty convincing virtual reality because yeah. we have current VRs that are really just visual and they're not I mean you know you're in VR but they're pretty realistic still.
0: Yeah. And that's just one sense, right? And and if and it's it kind of goes what you were saying Sean if you could dampen External stimuli to all other areas of your body. I think that it would be much, much easier to kind of rep- to replicate a, a new or like substituted consciousness or a, a substituted. I guess we'll just call it consciousness mm-hmm. um, state state of existence.
1: Yeah, you're just um, yeah. gonna sit in like a sensory deprivation chamber, which is kind of yeah. what they're in. So. It is. Yeah, oh, much. it definitely is. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, and 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 also keeping in mind that like we we're you know like we said a second ago, we're approaching this from the aspect of like. Moving into a virtual reality from what we understand as actual reality is going to be very different from just being born in a virtual reality. So yeah, true. Yeah. That's a good point. Exactly. All right, we should definitely we fucking beat the shit out of that subject. Let's. uh
1: <laughs> Yeah, but that's like that's like the crux of the movie.
3: That's true. Right? Sure right right? That's yeah. what the movie. That's the premise. I, I do I do want to hit on uh, what another major crux of this uh of this film is, and that's the usage of human beings as batteries to power. Uh, the robot overlords that currently rule planet Earth. Yeah, dude.
0: It's I power my own life. Sure yeah. does. I'm a very good battery. Mm-hmm.
3: Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh. Nope. We're not? Oh, not even shit, a bit. really? We, we got, like, actually, I want to say maybe four of the questions that we, were got, we got were, how realistic is this? Um, How realistic oh, is okay. it to use human beings as, as batteries? And uh, I want to start off by saying, uh, according to the information that I have found on this, the basis of it is actually on just lies the movie tells us, uh, for starters. So in the movie, uh, Morpheus describes human beings as being able to produce enough uh, uh, enough uh, bioelectric power um, to <laughs> okay. to about okay. I think he said what a 120 volt battery, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that something is, like that. That's wrong. It's, it's just not true. Yeah, the numbers are about a thousand times lower. Uh, and the other thing that he mentions too is that a human being on an average day can produce about twenty five thousand BTUs of heat, so that's British thermal units of mm-hmm. heat. Um, also, not true. Human beings produce on a full day maybe six to ten thousand. Uh, <laughs> so way, 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 way lower.
1: Um, <laughs> okay. So he just lied to us.
3: Yeah. Well. Okay. I mean, it's it's good for the movie. Fine. Because how if, could Lawrence Fishburne lie to I us? Can't like that I can't mean, believe Larry Jones Fishburne. Uh, yeah, it's pretty to surprising. That. I will say that if we assume that both of the things that he said are correct and we assume that the machines are able to pull out 100% of the power that uh, that human beings, quote unquote, are making for them, and disregarding the fact that they have to generate un- they have to use a shitload of that power to generate enough things to keep the humans alive, uh, it would be plenty of power. It comes out to something like, Two two times the amount of power that the actual uh, the, the the planet used at that time uh, in 1999.
1: So great. Okay. So Perfect. if we were so if someone made up the numbers, yes. they would make sense. If someone made up the numbers and physics weren't real, then yes, it would work just fine. <laughs> because like for any organism, right? Like you're going to take in more energy, like the transfer of energy from like molecular bonds or anything like that is not a hundred percent efficient. It's given off by heat. And Mm -hmm. so like the higher, the larger organisms you get just the less, the more shit they have to take in to like Mm -hmm. build their bodies and it's less efficient, right? Like,
3: I was going to say, and you, you went right into what I was about to say, because we have to keep a couple things in mind. The human body only operates at roughly 25% efficiency. Uh, which is not far off from just, like, fucking everything else on the planet. Yeah, right. Um, The other thing to think about, too, is that the BTU predictions, from what I can find, are made based on the amount of calories that human beings take in. So the amount of food required to keep a person alive. That correlation is how you get those 6,000 to 10,000 BTUs. And all of that food that's being taken in, only part of that is released as heat. So... I mean, obviously, that number fluctuates wildly depending on what your environment is. But the heat is only produced residually. Most of that energy goes into your cells and the power in the human body and all this other bullshit. Right. So the real powerhouse least, of the cell. Right. The, exactly. The mitochondria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so realistically speaking, the machines, I, I do not see it being possible for human be- for machines to use human beings as batteries because of the main crux of this point, which is that human beings would be really fucking inefficient batteries.
1: Yeah, you would need to provide them so much like sustenance in order to just keep them alive mm-hmm. yep. and like mm-hmm. let alone have them produce stuff.
3: And I understand that in the movie they say human combined with a form of fusion.
1: Yeah, right. They do but sort of like- just throw that in
3: there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that line was literally written, so they were like, hmm, what if people don't buy that humans could be used as batteries? <laughs> fusion.
1: The the story should have basically been like, the robots invented nuclear fusion and also imprisoned the humans in a mind prison. Yeah, exactly. Just to keep them from fucking <laughs> exactly. with the fusion. Like,
0: Exactly. Well, then, at least whenever our AI overlords do take over, you know, 100 years from now, we don't have to worry about them using us as batteries. Yeah, right? because it's horse shit.
3: I, yeah, I, they'll just yeah. kill us. <laughs> yeah, a
0: clean, swift death.
3: <laughs> I read one article that was like uh, if the machines were smart which this movie tells us they were uh, they wouldn't have used humans they would have used cows because cows basically only eat fucking grass hell yeah dude and right. they're far more efficient at uh, produ- uh, changing over caloric intake into energy so
1: yeah, mm. like that's what, yeah you would use something that can, yeah it just doesn't make any sense
3: yeah and then you have so. all that sweet methane cool. That's right.
1: machines run on farts we all know that
3: yeah dude
1: yeah Okay, so I also... That's what
3: steampunk is.
1: <laughs> Speaking of steampunk, this movie, <laughs> holy shit. They literally, like, went to it. A... It wasn't even a Hot Topic, because this was, like, before Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. This was, like, the most industrial grunge vibe I've oh, ever yeah. seen in a it movie. Like, 100%. Yeah. Morpheus is wearing a... Black button down shirt, a green fucking huge tie, and a leather trench coat. Like <laughs> a leather black trench coat. And his glasses are balanced on his nose, which is the, I mean, the wildest yeah. thing. Yeah. But
0: I mean, the in, in The Matrix, you are the way you are your uh, projected self image, right? Yeah. In
1: 1999. In which 1999, yes. Everybody mm-hmm. was in a steampunk band. Mm-hmm. 100%. And all <laughs> hackers like grunt the way man. that they did on this. Yeah, all hackers right. just listen to, like, industrial techno mm-hmm. and just wear, like, a lot of leather and black. <laughs> you know. You know how it is. You, you know. guys, You guys have been through the
3: 90s. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I, this is what I was wearing when I was
0: 10. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> right? my fashion was awful whenever I was 10. I looked like a,
1: I looked like a loser. I mean, you were 10. I mean, I wore, like, sweatpants and a T-shirt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's okay nowadays. I mean, I, like... That's still I even what know I wore. Yeah, dude. Hey. Sean, how have you changed at all? Hey, I
3: don't, I don't wear know sweatpants. I live in Florida. Hard, Fuck
1: yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it's all
3: cargo shorts and band tees I don't
1: now. <laughs> own cargo shorts. I don't even know why. Look, Kenan, I've never worn cargo shorts while I've been around you. Mm-hmm. I got rid of them before I moved down here. Okay. That was six years ago. I've been six sure. year cargo sure. short free.
3: Sean, all right. Tell you what. Yeah. Did you have another subject you wanted us to cover for the movie? I did. So
1: mm-hmm. we're talking about some realistic science and some unrealistic science, and I want to get into a 50-50 realistic-unrealistic scenario. Okay. So all right. Hit me with so
0: it. So... Just like half lay on, it on me. it lay like on the first half.
1: I'll lay on okay. the first half, and then I'll come back and hit you with the second half, okay? Okay. All right. So when all of them are plugged into the Matrix, like not from birth, I mean when they go back into it, they are connected... ...via some, like, spike in their brain. So it's assumed that there's some sort of brain interface, right? Like, they're Mm -hmm, getting neural mm -hmm. signals from the Matrix. And in their training programs and while they're in the real Matrix... ...when something happens to them in the Matrix, like, they get punched... ...they have a physical reaction in the real world. Um, And I wanted to talk about this because... ...like we were saying, you know, obviously, if you are feeling pain from being punched, that is starting from the site that you were punched, right? Those neurons in that area are communicating to your brain that you just got punched. Right. Yes, That's how it happens for me. Right, that's how it happens for most people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we did also touch on the concept of something like phantom limb, which is where you're getting neural signal that's being generated by your brain from neurons that aren't there anymore, that aren't existent. So it is possible, right, for you to feel pain even though you weren't made physical contact with like if someone punched you in the chest you could still feel like you got punched in the chest correct yeah, true correct so in the movie they kind of recoil to all this like they'll be laying in this chair with their eyes closed just sort of bouncing around like they're getting punched and i was starting to think like is this realistic or is this not realistic i wanted to see what you guys thought about it
0: well i have some thoughts unless kenan wants to take this one
1: now pace uh, you already started talking uh, oh, all right okay. fuck kenan <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, I'm just kidding, kidding. Come on, come on, dude. That's so rude.
0: Well, let me just, I'll just like quick, quickly say that I, I think that what you said makes sense, Sean. Um, I, I think that you could definitely, as a human being, um, assuming that this, that the matrix works the way we think it does, that it's kind of like hijacking our own neural interface as human beings, I think that we could definitely perceive pain, Um, because like at the, at the, at the neurological level, I think you could create that phenomenon. But I don't think that it would actually physically harm their bodies, because obviously you wouldn't have the external stimulus. I think you would perceive pain, and then in a way, this is actually one of the most crazily sophisticated torture methods that's ever been created, because you could continually torture someone with what they perceive to be physical harm without ever actually harming their body, and then effectively torture them forever. Is the first thing that
1: Wow, I of. that's that. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty it's pretty crazy shit. There. It's good that you thought of that first. It's good. That, good that we don't. <laughs> Good, good that that's where your mind went. Based. I'm yeah. glad we record yeah. in separate houses. Can <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you have any thoughts on this? You seemed like you wanted to get some words yeah. in.
3: Do you guys think that Neo is short for Neapolitan?
0: Yeah, I think so, because I think that he's like the, like the, like the best of what we get out of, you know, ice cream. It's right. actually,
1: yeah, I mean, it is because it's the one ice cream you ever need. Because it's actually three flavors in one. That's correct. So that's is correct. it then, is it that... Is Strawberry the Matrix, Matrix
3: Reloaded is vanilla, and then Matrix Revolutions is chocolate?
1: I think that... No, because Strawberry is better.
0: Okay, so Matrix Revolutions is strawberry. No, Matrix Revolution is probably just like... Shit on a in a in a cone.
3: I'm just I want to go that,
1: back to the science, Kenan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that Neo stands for Neapolitan,
3: and there are three movies, and there are three flavors in Neapolitan ice cream. That's all I wanted to get across. Wow. Oh, so you want to assign
0: flavors to each of the films? Yeah, but we can yeah, do that at yeah. the end if you want. No, no, I think we should do it right now since you brought it up. Yeah, I would sure. say, Kim Trails, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The that the original Matrix movie actually is vanilla because vanilla is just kind of just like like it's just what you need when you want some ice cream it's simple mm-hmm. enough and sometimes deceptively delicious especially when it's paired to like i don't know like a brownie or a cookie or something i, I can i yeah um so you say you do or don't i know i agree with that for sure okay um and then whenever they you know they, they're bringing in the chocolate and the, and the strawberry it's like they're trying too hard you know it's like we already had the vanilla yeah, ice cream yeah no that's a good point you know so why just stick like with we the already original. had it we've got it Yeah, and like Neo had already figured out the puzzle, so like, what Mm -hmm. else are you gonna do, right? We already figured out ice cream. There's no need to try to. Speaking of
3: endless torture, (laughs) 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 oh
1: my god!
3: Actually, it's funny that you brought this up because when I sat down to watch this movie, uh, and the first time he, uh, he, what what is it? He falls off the building and then he reaches into his mouth and his mouth is bleeding, and Morpheus is like. The the mind, body cannot live without the mind, or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah, some shit like that. I was like, "Why is he bleeding?" Like, I I yelled it and looked at my dog. I was like, "Why is he? Why is he bleeding?"
1: (laughs) Right. So, so this was the second half, right? So, I could see that if you were able to stimulate or simulate the pain of getting punched in the chest, maybe you would react physically to that punch because you might have like a reflex from the pain. But right, I think you would bleeding like from a gunshot to the gut. That is not mediated by the brain, right? That is just the physical tearing of your cells and blood Correct. gushing out of your body, which is not controlled by your brain. So yeah. I don't think that would happen, even though that's how they portrayed it in The Matrix.
3: Yeah, no, I would, I would 100% agree with that because it, there's, there's no part of psychosomaticism, to my knowledge, that would allow you to rupture blood vessels uh, from perceived impact trauma. Uh,
2: right yeah
3: so it's I, I wouldn't see that happening and we talked about this right this idea that you know if someone shot you in the chest in the matrix and you had a heart attack because your body thought you were shot and that gave you a heart attack from the shock then yes
1: that right. would kill you yeah like you, would... you can go into shock but you're not gonna your heart's not gonna explode <laughs> like... exactly yeah <laughs> yeah and that, yeah. that was one of the main things in this movie that I was like I feel like this is really where it falls off I mean it looks dramatic but right. it's not that's not how virtual reality works.
3: Right, like the scene where we get Mouse absolutely riddled with bullets, and then his body just convulses and blood shoots out of his mouth. And it's like... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Okay,
2: uh...
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like I understand what... What Morpheus says, like, the body can't live without a mind. I get that you're like... Some traumatic event could cause you to... die in the Matrix and your brain stops working, but uh-huh. I also don't even think that's how it works because your brain like unless you have this full interface right your brain doesn't just have like a shut off switch like unless you go into shock and have some like physical manifestation in your real body i don't understand how even being like scared or like pain to death would actually kill you you know right
0: i don't think it would but but i think the the initial thing of what you said was right i think that any situation, any neural like neural stimulus that you would get from the matrix that would then cause a subsequent physical reaction could happen, like the, like the convulsions or whatever because like in its simplest form, you put your hand on a hot stove. you have to get the stimulus first. but once you receive the stimulus, like if you're in a matrix, you put your hand on a hot stove in real life and then you're going to move your hand up because that's the response that your brain sends to your body. Right. Right. right so right. you're still receiving this. You're still receiving that. So, but you wouldn't be burned. Right. You wouldn't be burned from it. Like, I think so the most, the
1: difference. you could only experience what a placebo effect would make you experience Absolutely. because that's yes. what it yeah. is. Right. Yep. Like no one's mm-hmm. died from a placebo effect. Like, Oh, I'm going to pretend to shoot you. And then they just die. Cause they think they got shot, you know, like, you could yeah. be anxious. You could have like elevated heart rate. You can have physical manifestations of this, but it's basically going to be a placebo effect. Like you're, it's just tricking your brain. Yeah, I mean, it's not sure. exactly what a placebo effect is, but you can have some sort of your paraphrasing reaction to a fake stimuli rounding up. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes. All right.
1: Yeah. yeah that makes uh, sense.
3: Do we have, do we have another one? Or was there another, I,
1: I know you said four. Well, I was uh, gonna combine neural implants and VR. So uh, we kind okay. I think of, that I think that we did it. We, we kind of, think of did. We... we talked about v, like neural implants with Paces Matrix question. Okay.
3: Yeah. No. I feel I feel good about that. Um, uh,
0: Kenan, do you have any other like primary listener questions that you want to throw away?
3: Yeah. Actually. So if I can look up here one sec, um, we've got one question that I thought we should. Oh, oh, oh wait!
0: Shit. What was that?
1: I guess it's time to rate this bitch. Rate the Matrix. Beep, boop. One, zero, 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 one, zero, one, one, one. Do you want oh, a binary
3: code? Hey, Pace. Yes. Do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, okay.
0: So for the science in this movie, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it three out of five. Nice. Okay. Um, and I think that's because, yes, they did get a quite a few things wrong, which we discussed. Um but for for a film that came out in 1999 um and and the kind of um necessary precautions they go to to show how this like might work. They do a little bit of a hand webbing with the human battery mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. but on the basic premise of how the matrix works, you know, they yeah, mm-hmm. they, sh- they they basically with showing where where the central nervous system implants would happen in humans mm-hmm. and putting them in a, a sensory, deprivative state. I think that that is what the future of the most accurate virtual reality will be like. And I thought that was actually very cool for 20 years ago to still have that level of insight. Sure. At least the way I perceive it. Um, so I'm going to give it overall a three out of five. They tried. Um, and it was a science fiction film. So they took the liberties that went along with that. Um, for entertainment, I'm going to give it a... Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a five out of five. All this right. is, I mean, the first Matrix is really good. Like this, it's I, I, like th- there's a reason that it's gonna go down as a classic film. Sequels ignored. Um, God. And yeah, I mean, I was I was enthralled for the entire film. So. You guys
3: remember how in one of the Matrix movies there were uh, two ghost people
0: that flew around?
1: <laughs> I. <laughs> was there i blocked yeah. the second and third ones out from <laughs> yeah. my memory like, yeah, yeah and i've and, uh, never
0: seen the sequels so and the
3: people who made the movies were like hey wouldn't it be cool if the two ghost people were uh had albinism uh which is oh just like yeah super that's rad. Right. like that's not that's not problematic at
1: all <laughs> that's so weird why yeah. did they do that i don't know <laughs>
3: i don't i love the wachowskis but jesus fuck
1: <laughs> yeah the sequels are really bad but thank you, Ken, What do you what do you think of the movie? What do you think of the good Matrix movie that
3: we watched? The good the the good good Matrix. Um, so I'm a little torn here because some of the stuff that was in the movie that was um, I this is kind of like the uh the for me the internal problem I had with trying to do the science of um inside out is that like there's not a shitload in it of like actual science, um, but maybe about the most important piece of scientific information that was in this was completely a complete lie. so I don't know how to give it a really high rating. I'm gonna give it a two out of five because they said one sciency thing when they were on the ship uh, that was actually pretty fucking accurate and interesting. Um, when they're on the ship, uh, they feed Neo and everyone else on the uh, uh, every, everyone else on the crew this like slurry of just garbage. It looks like gruel or opium or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, and Tank, the guy who's talking to him, says it is single cell protein with aminos, vitamins, minerals, blah, 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 blah. Aminos, yeah. vitamins, and minerals are like hand-waving bullshit for just like whatever. I mean, it's protein powder, sure. Uh, and salt, great. But the uh, single cell protein part of that I found interesting because that is actually a viable way to feed human beings and to feed livestock. And it literally just consists of just biomass taken from algae or bacteria or other sing- uh, uh, other single cell organisms that you can grow on moss, harvest the protein content from that, and then feed it uh, feed it to people. And it's most often used to supplement like uh, um, agricultural animals' uh, food or dietary needs. So I thought that was pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was is pretty cool. Teeny, teeny. That was about. One percent of the movie, so I'm still going to give it a two out of five. <laughs> I
0: mean, fair. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. But as far as the entertainment goes, I, I, I don't know. I, I have. To, I don't want to give everything a five out of five that I really like. So I'm going to give this one like, you know what, Sean? I'm going to give this one a nine out of ten.
1: Yeah. For entertainment. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: That is my. Woo. That is my gift to you this day, on the
1: anniversary of the Matrix. That is my gift to you. I've never felt so happy in my life. Is it is today the actual anniversary of the Matrix? I don't know. I don't actually. know if it's actually today,
3: but it is. This year is the 20th anniversary of the Matrix, which is pretty. Jesus funny. Christ! Yeah, yeah, we're fucking
1: old dog. Yeah, yeah we are old. Yeah. Um, Hit okay. me with his ratings.
0: The Matrix came out actually, guys. The Matrix came out on March 31st, 1999.
1: Wow! So it was like we're three f- days we're ago.
0: Three days away. Yes. Uh-huh. Holy wow. shit.
1: Um. Okay. For the science. I am giving the science a five out of 10, which is splitting the difference between Kenan and Pace, Um, because I agree with Kenan and Pace. Like there's some stuff, obviously the battery thing, uh, them bleeding when they're being shot in the Matrix. It's just like not realistic. It's not how it would happen. Um, One's just a lie. The other one is like not real. Uh, But I do think (laughs) that the concept they've conceived of for the matrix, not as far as like imprisoning humans for harvesting energy, but just like a virtual reality that would be convincing enough that you wouldn't realize it was a virtual reality. I think that that is realistic in a sense. And they went about it in a way that I think would be the right way to go about creating that as far as like neural implants and stuff. So, and of course, the food thing that Kenan mentioned. Definitely, I caught that. Oh, the food that thing, for really sure. Deep. That was
0: the first thing that I thought of when I was wow. giving my And, you know, they use, they use an yeah.
1: EMP pulse, which, I, like, works for disabling electronics. Yeah. It also looked like a big lightning cloud when they say, fired did it, yeah. it. Did you like which that is... it was, uh, like, a fucking disco ball when it yeah. went yeah. off? Like, I don't think it would be like that, but, anyways, I think, overall, the science is, like, 50-50 in this movie. Sure. So I'm giving it a five out of 10 for the rating. I am going to give it a 10 out of 10 because this is probably hey. like the f- seventh time I've seen the matrix. And I mm-hmm. was really excited <laughs> wow. watching it. So <laughs> honestly,
3: seven's a low number.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was just pick. It's a number that like, yeah, when, <laughs> when Neo turned his head, I said at the same time, I know Kung I know Fu Kung because Fu. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. When they were
3: on the elevator and he looks down and he shoots whatever the fuck he shoots to oh. cause the elevator <laughs> to
1: fall, I whispered, there is no spoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. That's also like the most fucking dramatic thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like they could have honestly just taken the elevator to the top and then sent it back down to the first floor. <laughs> like they were just That's like, true. I got to rock it up to the top floor so this bomb will go off. Mm-hmm. Like.
0: I will also say I wasn't uncomfortable with the number of guns that were in this movie like I was afraid for my life while I was watching this also like, they just
3: have so many guns yeah <laughs> I, I really liked how like they would just empty a clip and then and throw then just the toss gun the gun away, the gun away. <laughs> yeah Because <laughs> just because God knows carrying more guns is be easier you less than more clips. <laughs>
1: <than> clips yeah
2: <laughs> yeah clearly I thought about that. when clearly. they're going
1: into the building Trinity walks up empties an entire clip on one guy and just throws it away and I'm like one guy? It's a fucking machine gun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're using sub- submachine guns.
2: Yeah.
3: Also, oh, everyone boy. in this movie shoots like a fucking stormtrooper. There's a scene <laughs> where Neo is literally running towards other human beings in slow motion and emptying two uh, two automatic weapons into them, and three people die
1: from a single bullet. It is yeah, fucking ridiculous. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is insane. It's. It's great. I mean, it's like nonstop action for part of it. But yeah, you are wondering like, yes, he can move very fast, but he's moving in a straight line. Like it's not exactly (laughs) doesn't actually help dodge. I I assume all of these uh, these
3: officers have training, have prior training. So, yeah, right. All right. Well, you guys want to get into some listener questions
1: real quick. Yeah, let's do some questions. We only
3: got a couple minutes, but we could totally do it.
1: We can do it, man.
3: We actually crushed a lot of the uh, pre-existing questions. Um, A friend of the podcast, Kirk Kistu said can the body be used as a battery uh we got Thanks a couple of people who asked uh, asked the same type of question uh front of the podcast brett light asked us about uh virtual reality how we feel about it and you know if it were possible uh he did want to know if this level or uh well we'll say matrix or like ready player one level vr were available would we be avid users or would we be slaves to big outside and be life purists what do you guys think
1: I would definitely not do that much VR because I just don't game that much. So, yeah, that's fair. Like if it's to the point where it's supposed to simulate real life, I feel like that's more of a thing that I'm not really interested in. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather just go experience life, but if it's like, oh, I get to play a game as a person, I could I would maybe get on board with that.
3: I feel that. You know. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like I I enjoy things that let me do things that I can't do in real life. Like I really like nerd shit like D D because we get to play role play fantasy stuff that you couldn't do in real life so
3: what about you pace
0: um so he he asked us how much time we would spend no in would these... you
3: if, if the if the <laughs> matrix was here would you
0: just live in it or would you oh would you no like, want to be outside i i don't think so no i mean i guess it, if you're talking about it occurring they're in like a post-apocalyptic nightmare so that's one situation yes. versus what we have today that's my what thing. if it's
1: op- what if it's optional yeah. like an optional you can enter you can leave like how much time do you spend in it that's, that's mm-hmm. what right
0: you're... no i mean I, there's a reason that i in what free time i have a lot of it is spent outside i mean i i and i like well you know i don't bother taking pictures of things as i'm doing them because i'm trying to just experience things so yeah yeah you know i'm not really, really gonna... <laughs> yeah his brain is a camera <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I no, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I, like, kind of, I'm kind of along with Sean's line of reasoning. I might use that situation to kind of, you know, experience something that wouldn't normally be possible. But like, if you could do uh, like
1: World of Warcraft in a full matrix, yeah, VR, like, like if, that would be fun. Yeah, right? yeah, yes, for sure,
0: absolutely. It would. Any sort of like fantasy thing that would be my shit if I could Ex- experience a fantasy world.
1: Yeah, I would. If love- you die. In World of Warcraft,
3: <laughs> you do die in real life. Well, but in World of Warcraft, you can run back to your corpse. So maybe it works the same way. Well, okay, I mean, cool. I've never
0: actually, I've never died in World of Warcraft. So That's I true. Think that, yeah, it yeah, yeah, wouldn't be a problem. And for me.
3: similarly, um, uh, if you, you would be able to feel every axe hit and every bullet and every fireball hit you in the chest. But <laughs> every time you get hit
1: once and you're just like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> oh, Why did anyone do this?
2: this? <laughs> is this what they felt the whole time? <laughs>
1: yeah maybe that's not the
0: best example but um uh yeah wh- what do you think Kenan?
3: yeah no I agree with you I think uh if we're if we're doing this within frame of reference of the movie and the world is a post-apocalyptic wasteland I would just live in the
0: matrix like yeah I probably would I too
3: understand the want to the the need and want to be free but the humans fucked up the planet so like what are you gonna do
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah right. I, it's I, already I, yeah. they've salted mm-hmm. the earth like
3: yeah. <laughs> it's been ruined i, I
0: Totally agree with with Hugo Weaving's character, and like you know, humans they, they pretty much are a virus. It's fine, uh, just spread from one location to the next, have a bunch of sex, make more babies, and mm-hmm. overpopulate the Earth beyond its uh, resource capacity.
1: It's not a because problem. You've never it's fine. sounded more you've never sounded it's more like fine. a robot than right now. Yeah, it's, well, maybe if we, weren't, saying, maybe if we weren't so
0: fucking stupid as human beings, but okay, all right. What Sorry, you're, what what you're saying mood. is if
3: if human beings weren't so stupid, right? You're Correct. not saying it's not a we, though.
0: Is a... Oh, no, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm also pretty stupid, but I'm saying that as a collective body... You, hey, I do I, play, I do my part. I do my part, Kenan. You you can fuck off, okay? Pace, are beautiful. No, I do I my you. part. I love, I, know, so I, love I, I
3: have love a couple you. more questions here, and when I say a couple, okay. I mean I have about 10 more. All right, hit me with all 10. Rapid uh, no, fire. absolutely do not. It. We're not going to be able to do all of them tonight, but I have a lot of good questions from uh, friends of the podcast, like Abel McLawhorn, uh, uh, Big hey. Boy King Koi... Uh, a friend of the podcast, Nick Sampson, asked us, What if the Matrix is actually just part of the Matrix?
1: Wait. Uh, Wait. Uh, where am I? Oh. Fuck. Oh, God. Uh, Kenan's losing his mind. I think. Oh, my I God. We've lost him. We've pace, lost him to drive, the Matrix. Pace, quick, to the drive, Matrix. Over to drive over to Kenan's. Drive over to Kenan's right now. You no, 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 no. I can't. He'll be dead by the time I get there. Are Hurry. You sure? Let's
0: go through the computer.
1: All right, I'm going to go inside my microphone right now. Take me out. Okay. Get it, I'm here. I need an Get her. oh, it. Wait, wait, okay. I found
0: him. I found him. He's it's in the okay.
1: quantum realm. Oh, it's okay, get it. It's okay. Oh. Okay. All right, I'm going to oh, go back, back through your microphone real okay. quick so I can get back to my house. Okay. Oh, God, that's so uncomfortable. I hate that. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: We did get a lot of other really good questions. Uh, we're, I, I'm going to save some of these that are like especially personal questions. You know, wink, uh, to answer on mailbag episodes because I love these. Um, oh. But thank you very much, everyone who sent any in, Ian.
1: Yeah, thanks to everybody who sent in questions. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we so need to wrap up. That's everything for this episode. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. As always, guys. No. What <laughs> are we watching next week? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we
3: have a uh, <laughs> we have a suggestion ready to go for movies, and we did not stop recording for a couple of minutes and figure it out. We're gonna do boys. Actually, you know what? I don't I don't feel like I deserve to to announce the movie. So, to um, tell you what, why don't
1: one of you do it? I'll bear this cross, Cannon. Okay. Next episode, we Thank are you going Sean. to be. You're welcome. <laughs> Next episode, we are going to be watching and talking about the science of the classic film. Blade Runner <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna do, we're gonna do the original Blade Runner we're not gonna yeah, do we're the not gonna new do one, the one with Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling. Blade oh Blatter.
3: man as much as I would just fucking love to watch Ryan Gosling prance around on a screen hot damn
0: I know mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> we hot could just do up. the
1: notebook do you want to just do the notebook no, I don't want to do. That. <laughs> yeah, we can do
0: the science of fake love.
1: Wow! <laughs> wow! wow. wow. They, wow yeah. What do you, you know, want, they, Pace? Tell me what they, you
3: want. So yeah, we're gonna I, do the we're gonna do Blade Runner next time. So uh, everybody, get us uh, get us all sorts of questions about artificial intelligence, um, artificial humans, anything about the future, flying cars, uh, Harrison Ford, the use Ford. of
1: cathode ray TVs in the twenty first century. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. Anything
0: about uh, Indiana Jones would be acceptable questions. Wrong. Wrong. Um, Sorry, don't listen to Pace. He's full
3: Han of nonsense. Solo questions. I mean, are also he's still welcome. crazy. The Patriot games. Um, the Fugitive. The Wait, games. no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: don't listen to me either. No, none of this. So, yeah, we're going to do that.
3: You can hit us with questions uh, either at realsciencecast at gmail.com, at realsciencecast on Twitter. We now have an Instagram page, which is also at realsciencecast. So, we're going to try and be doing announcements on there for new movies, as well as posting a couple of clips. So, hit us up on there with any of your questions or adulations. We'll take both. You can also find us on Facebook at Real ScienceCast. Um, and you can find me specifically on all of this media at
0: lolkennon, K-E-N-N-O-N. And Pace, where can people find you? You can find me on the internet on Twitter at Michael C Pace.
1: Cool. Sean. Sounds like we've got all our bases covered. Sean Michael Crossen. I'm I have a Twitter. I'll never check it, so it doesn't matter. Just, and just say the name to make make the people I feel like you're normal. No- remember? Oh, it's at Cross and Grip that's what it is it is oh it At is crossing but if
0: you really want to talk to sean actually if you message the facebook um if you message us on facebook he will he'll, he'll respond to you with um really anything you want and he actually does i think um kind of a like like a sexual service i think on facebook messaging well,
1: okay, kind of, okay. <laughs> all right okay that's you know face i don't want those mm-hmm. calls i don't want that i don't, I don't need that <laughs> well, sean, i don't I, i'm Sean's not I, it's, face. It's, it's some
3: of our listeners might be police officers can you stop it i'm not trying i'm not trying to shame sean i mean
1: hey, what he if does you're is fine. a cop like, and you're a listener you have to tell us or else it's entrapment us. you have to you have to tell us
0: before you listen Yep.
1: before yep. you've sexed me on facebook <laughs> <laughs> please okay. don't for the love of god can we just like, end the episode <laughs> Jesus.
3: Oh, my God. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon. Uh, we're always trying to add new content. Um, one of our long-term plans is to add like additional small audio clips or episodes of other things. We have a couple things in the works. Uh, we would also eventually like to play a tabletop game with all of us, all playing scientists and being idiots uh, throughout the galaxy. So, if you want to support our show, it'll always be free, but if you want to get more stuff from us and, uh, you know, suck up some of the sweet Juices that we
1: produce, um, gross. Than...
0: <laughs> well, and it does it does help to improve the quality of the show over time. It actually really so does. True. It really I does. have because so this...
1: many ideas about pseudoscience in our modern day society, and I, I can't wait to unleash them onto the people. Hell yeah! But we need money, yeah, first.
0: and that's just <laughs> one of the types of things you can get uh, if we are supported on Patreon. Sean will uh, we will start separate little mini uh, mini podcasts that are science adjacent, including uh, all of the various pseudoscience that. Mm-hmm. Sean will love to talk about it with you. So. Yeah,
3: and I think uh, Pace has some desire, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, to uh, do some science policy stuff uh, as well. So
0: It's up in the air. I'm debating it. I think I'm, it might make me too angry if I have a podcast about that. That is so. completely um, but understandable. But then again, that's, that's one of my sticks, so I may as well lean into it.
3: That's fair. I uh, have gotten a lot of questions over the, over the course of doing this podcast about potentially doing some of the science for video games and for TV shows, and that is kind of what I wanted to do.
1: So... Maybe we could add it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Anything else, boys? That's it. No.
0: My name is Kenan Smith.
1: My name is Sean Crosson. I'm Michael Pace. You stay
2: classy. <laughs> you guys are great. You don't need, you know, you don't need good science to make a good movie, but but it sure makes it Tarantino hundred. Give me those sweet sticks,
1: thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this week we're going to be talking about the Science of Weather's Originals, my favorite. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> They're processed in a big ol' factory
0: with real caramel.
2: Ooh, such good caramel. Uh, the best Sean. caramel. Sean, do you have anything to say about the caramel? <laughs> I'm slowly turning into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm extremely thirsty. I can't do this voice. <laughs> Sean, you better get some water before we record. Oh, there he goes. Glug, 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 glug. sip, sip, sip. He- oh. Oh, hey, dolls. How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's so good to have you here. Oh, I'm uh, my thirst has been quenched. I think I'm starting to hate this. Oh, oh you're starting
1: to hate it?